Hello everyone, Ankle Wilman here. Our website is cwowi.eu. It stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a network of house churches worldwide and we are located in the Netherlands in Europe. If you go to our website, you will find a lot of information. And by the way, if you are interested to go or to have a, 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 a um, to have a house church maybe or to know more about it, we have a, uh, we will host a conference beginning of June. Go to our website. You can find a lot of information about that. We welcome you there. Okay. Today I want to talk to you about when Jesus wept. There was a scripture and I was thinking about it a lot of, uh, a lot of days. I'm really uh, meditating upon it, what it means. Well, there actually are two accounts that the Bible talks about that Jesus wept. First time was when Lazarus had died in John 11. And then here in Luke 19, if you go there, it says, um, when Jesus saw the city, talking about Jerusalem, and he said he wept over it. And I think, why did Jesus weep over the city? And he said, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, that the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. So there were things made for their peace because Jesus was there, but they were hidden from your eyes. Four days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embarkment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone upon another. And that happened actually in 70 AD because you did not know the time of your visitation. And I was thinking, okay, so for Jerusalem, there was a time of visitation because the Lord was there. So he, he gave them the opportunity to come to him and to be saved. And for the whole city, even, you know, that the, that the city would not be destroyed and there would be peace in the city. But they didn't know it was hidden from their eyes. And he says, okay, now those things will happen because you did not know or recognize the time of your of your visitation. They were blind to who Jesus really was. They rejected him. And so what happened to Jerusalem was a consequence of not recognizing the time of their visitation. So I think if that can happen to a city, to people in the city, cannot happen to you, cannot happen to me, that we uh, miss our time, the time of our visitation and something might happen to us and we wonder why did it happen? Maybe because we were blind at the certain things. Maybe before you knew the Lord, you were blind to who Jesus was. Like in Matthew 16, famous scripture, 32, 16, the Lord asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Am I a prophet or what do they say I am? And then Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter had a revelation upon uh, about who Jesus was. Maybe not everyone had that revelation. So they rejected him. And it says in John 6, uh, 42, that the Jews complained about the Lord because he had said, I am the bread which comes down from heaven. And then they said, well, you know, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? So they only looked at Jesus from the natural standpoint and they didn't see and didn't recognize that indeed he was the son of God. He was the Messiah and he was there and it was their day of visitation and they could have peace, but they had no revelation about who he really was like Peter had. And then in John 6, the Lord continues to talk about him being the living bread, to eat his flesh and to drink his blood. And many of his disciples actually said, well, this is a hard saying. Who can understand this? And they complained and grumbled about it. And then 65, 66, it says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. 
How is that possible? They were already disciples, but just because his, his, what Jesus said was hard for them to understand, they took offense and they walked back and walked with him no more. And then in verse 67, 68, the Lord asked the 12, do you also want to go? And that is like, wow, he gave them an opportunity to go and to leave. And then Peter answered again, Peter, who had a revelation that Jesus was the son of God. He was the Christ. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And also we've come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So that's actually what it is all about. Do you recognize that Jesus is the son of God, that he has the words of eternal life? Do you recognize the people that the Lord brings into your life, that they might have words of eternal life, that they are there for your time of visitation, that they are there so you might have peace? What if, and so I was thinking, what if Peter and the other disciples also took offense of what Jesus was saying? Because it was hard for them to understand that they they didn't know what it meant. What would have happened to Peter, for instance? Would we still have his letter in the Bible or would he have missed the time of his visitation forever? Or would it be a time later that he would come back and go back to Jesus and Lord, I'm sorry, I took offense. I didn't know what you were saying about, what you were talking about. And maybe you know people who are close to opening their hearts to the Lord, but for whatever reason, they didn't recognize the time of their visitation. They went back because it was too hard, maybe too, maybe too hard to follow him. Or people, I know people only go to the Lord for what he can do for them. When they have a need, they pray and they fast and they want everyone else to stand in faith with them because they have a need and they want the Lord to answer their need. It's like a machine where you put in a coin and you get what you want, right? And sometimes the Lord just doesn't do that. You can pray whatever you want, put in that coin and expect it to happen. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. So what then? Are you walking with him no more? Or do you realize that he is the one who has the words of eternal life? So no matter what's happening in your life, you still continue to follow him. Because you know, where else would we go? Right? And what, what also is interesting, do you see that Jesus was not trying to convince them? He was not trying, but you, you know that I am the Lord, right? I am the Christ, right? So please don't go, stay here. Like the same with the rich young, uh, young ruler in Matthew, you can find it in Matthew, you can find it in Luke. And he went to the Lord and he asked if to know what to do um, to have eternal life. And he said he kept all the commandments. What else did he have to do? What did he lack? And Jesus responded, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But it says, when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And note, Jesus didn't go after him. He didn't say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Please follow me. I am the Christ. You know, you have to stay with me. No, he didn't go after him. Uh, By the way, church tradition says that the young rich uh, ruler was a man named Barnabas. You know Barnabas from the Bible? He later came to the Lord and he became Paul's close friend and a ministry companion. We don't know for sure, but I really would like to believe that. So he, although he went away sorrowful, I think he repented and went back to the Lord and became even Paul's close friend and ministry companion. So even if you miss the time of your visitation right now, you can change directions anytime. 
I was thinking about Elijah and the widow in 1 Kings 17. So when you want to uh, go there, please go there and read for yourself. There was a widow. She was asked to give her last food to Elijah. Actually, the Lord says, I have commanded a widow to take care of you, to provide for you. He had commanded that widow and the widow didn't know. So God would give her um, provision and also Elijah. And Elijah says, please give me your food. He said, no, but this is the last part of food. And then I go and and then I will die. But she did according. Then Elijah said, fear not. Okay, when, because when you give it to me, you will have food enough. And she did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household had food for many days. And she did not miss the time of her visitation. Elijah was there for a purpose to bless her, to give her peace and also for Elijah himself. And although it was hard for her to do and her understanding, she probably it did not make any sense to give whatever she had to someone else, but she obeyed and she did not miss the time of her visitation. Wow. Then about Paul, Paul's appearance in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 10, it says, some say Paul's letters are demanding and forceful, but in person he's weak. His physical presence is unimpressive. His speeches are worthless. He has nothing worth to say. And he was despite in the eyes of some. And some did not perceive who he was and what he could have been to them. So they rejected Paul. And people looked up to all those prophets and all those apostles who were like a wonderful speechers, uh, 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 preachers, and they were impressive to look at. And they went after them. And Paul, just because his appearance was maybe not that impressive, they did not recognize who he was and what he could have been to to them. And the, the wonderful revelations he had about who you are in Christ, about your authority and about grace. And they could have received so much from him that would have given them great peace. But a lot of them did not uh, realize and did not perceive that. And then Peter says about Paul in his last letter, He talks about our beloved Paul. He says, according to the wisdom given to him, he has written to you, and but some things are hard to understand. Then he says, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they also do the rest of the scripture. So he said, okay, some of his scriptures are hard to understand, but that didn't make him walk away from Paul. He said, I, you know, you go your way, I go my way. I just don't get what you're talking about. You're a strange guy. No, he recognized that, uh, that Paul was sent by God. And he also recognized that Paul's letter were inspired by God because it says, uh, as they, as the rest of the scriptures. So he recognized and he, understood that Paul's letter were inspired by God and were part of the scripture. Right. So how about you? And how about me? I'm asking that myself too. Are we perceiving the time of our visitation? Are we perceiving who the Lord is bringing into our lives? Do we value them? Or do we only look at the natural and think what they are talking about is too hard for me or they ask me to change or to do something hard. I'll walk away. I'll find someone else that will be easier or are you taking offense, just looking at the natural and not perceiving what the Lord has for you? Or on the other side, are you the one that are holding on to people? You want to convince them who Jesus is. You want to convince them that this ministry or whatever, this is God sent and they should obey and they should follow you and whatever should be in your house, church, because this is the right timing for them, although you might recognize them, but they do, they do not and they go away. 
And you have to let them go and don't do not go after them. Yes, of course, you pray for them, but they have to walk out their own walk in the faith, their own decisions and their own consequences. And when they come back and when they need help, just be there for them. Okay, I just praying that they humble themselves if they walk back from the Lord or from people that uh, the Lord had put in their lives. And so you can help them grow again in the Lord. I hope that makes some sense. And if you have questions about it, always able to email me. Go to cwowi.eu. See you next week. Bye-bye.